Hey everybody, welcome to today's show. Like I'm really honest, I'm so fucking honored to have an amazing man on this show who for me changed my life in so many ways, especially in the relationship with my beloved. And we already talked before in a different podcast interview, but today I have him here on the show to really talk about specific topic which is for all my brothers and sisters, but specifically for all our brothers which means it's time to man up. So Brian, Brian Reeves, welcome to the show. I'm super, super stoked to have you here. Um, and yeah, like, thank you so much for, for making it. Thank you, Renee, man. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Oh. I, think, I think it's really important that us men have these conversations with each other. And so, man, uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, like maybe for everyone who doesn't know you yet and who should definitely know you because you're not just an amazing author and coach. You're just also an amazing man. I think a lot of young men can look up to. Um, like maybe you can introduce yourself shortly, real quick, what you guys, what you're doing. And also, sure. especially the man work you're doing. I know that you're going to kind of like jump on a big journey with a few men, I think quite mm -hmm. soon. So maybe you can introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, to give a short, short little story of, of my journey i suppose so i am right now i'm i'm a 47 years exquisitely aged man i am a former united states air force officer captain um you know i grew growing up in the us and then going to a very technical university and then getting into the military you know i got spat out at 26 years old from all of that as a as a as um a very educated, very capable, very accomplished man who couldn't feel a damn thing. Um, and so I was pretty miserable, although every on the surface, I looked like I had everything together. Um, but I was, I was a mess internally. And that was at 26 years old. So just over 20 years ago. And my journey since then has been a journey through the what I like to call the transformational fires of intimacy of intimate relationship by and large, but also in my professional life, you know, finding, you know, making the transition from doing what, what we could call survival work, just the, the, the work to pay the bills and, and which that was just never going to work for me. And, and, you know, I've been on the journey of finding my soul's work and uh, that's a big chasm to cross kind of frightening anyone who's listening to this, who's, who's, who's either in that chasm of leaving behind their survival work, mm -hmm. seeking their soul's work, or who's already doing their soul's work. You know, that is a, that is indeed a chasm to cross. And, and it can be frightening because our culture doesn't support the crossing of that chasm. Definitely not. Uh, you know, so I've, I've, so, so both professionally and in, in intimate relationship, I've, I've, Oh man, I've, I've just burned over and over again in those, in those fires of, of, of life's transformation, all these containers of transformation. And, you know, I'm 47 years old. I'm married to my wife of six years, who is an extraordinary woman. Um, and I'm doing the work of my soul, which is right now that what that looks like is, is, you know, I've been coaching couples for about the last eight years, men and women and couples fo focusing on intimate relationships. But now I'm really focusing on serving men, on mm -hmm. working with men. 
Um, there's so much support out there for women. Thank God for it. Thrilled for it. And there's so much support out there, I think, for men that is very old paradigm, how to make more money, how to have more sex, how to, you know, to conquer more to whatever, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, be the, be the biggest dick in the room. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But um, what I find, and this has been my own life experiences is uh, we men instinctively know there's got to be something more than just having a big bank account or conquering another woman or, you know, another human being, whatever, just, there's gotta be something more. And so, you know, the work I do now is helping men dive into that question, that inquiry and, and cross the chasms in their own lives, whether it be an in intimacy or, you know, not really, I don't, I don't do business coaching. That's not what I do, but, but really that, that deep life journey of, 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 of moving from one developmental stage to the next where we're, we're moving from surviving to thriving. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like this definitely resonates, resonates with me on such a deep level because I could also see like looking back now, I'm 30, looking back, I went through all the bases, you know, like the survival kind of work then kind of like exploring that there's so much more. So I was breaking out of it then kind of like going through all kind of fires, burning everything down, like ripping off layers by layers. And then yeah. to actually just experience like, you know, what it means to be alive. And I think when I look at myself as a man, I think what I was craving always in my life, even without knowing was really the feeling of being alive. Yeah. It was really this in this, this kind of like this aliveness, this, that there's more like this, this adventurous like and and yeah I think I think this is like this is something I even experienced the other day when me and my partner me and my beloved we've been at a couple immersions retreat which was over three days and we had a quite tough week before which was really challenging especially for me because emotions came up so I had to face you know I had to really connect with my body but then there was this moment and this really inspired me for talking about what we are talking about right now there was this moment when I was sitting next to her and I was holding her in my arms and there was this moment of like there was this shift happening inside my head of shit man this woman really helps me to man up like this woman here right next to me who is challenging yeah. me many layers <laughs> Uh -huh. really 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 helps me to really man up and to really yeah. let go of some shit which yeah. doesn't serve us at all and which has been conditioned through you know the generation before my parents and everything so yeah like this was a beautiful yeah. kind of like something which i've experienced there and so, well question i have a question for you what do you in in this revelation of yours she's helping me to man up what do you what does that mean for you I think what it means for me, what I've experienced there and since then, the way I look at our relationship is how can I keep my heart open and love anyways to make it sometimes not about me all the time? I think what I've experienced on this journey when I was reflecting back is like the way I learned to love was always self-centered it was always like it's about me my mm -hmm. needs have to be met mm -hmm. and then the other person needs come but what i realized through this beautiful journey with her is that 
both of our needs, we're both in this to 100% and both our needs, they have to be met. And it's not just about mine. It's not just about hers. It's about, hey, how can we dance together? How can we make the dance where we both kind of like, you know, tune into and and kind of like, kind of like dance into. And I think that was for me really like what I realized, wow, like, it's not just about me. And this is a big thing. I'm really honest, like living most, you know, like being very Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. raised up in my mind, you know, always being Mm -hmm. like living up here. It was mostly about me. Yeah. So now to break through this, move more into my body and connect with my heart it really really allowed me to just shift my perspective and then also to shift the way i interact i think with my beloved yeah well and i i think you know this this um realization that it's mostly been about me I, i i my experience is is you know look our, our women are generally often no more skilled than we are in communicating our upsets and our frustrations and our, you know, I mean, we, 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 we choose our compliments. Uh, you know, the person we're with is the perfect person we're with. They're the perfect mirror for our own stuff. And our, our, uh, you know, my, my wife, and I both are regularly unskillful in our communication, in our, when our upsets arise, we both, because we're both in a moment when we're, when we're feeling upset, triggered an old memory that is subconscious. We're not, we're not, you know, I'm not thinking about my dad in the moment. She may say something that reminds me of my dad, but it, it, it has an old familiar feel to it. And it's a feeling that it doesn't feel good. It feels disempowering. It feels belittling or it feels whatever, whatever I used to feel when dad would talk to me this way. And in that moment, how could I possibly be with her experience when my experience is screaming in my head, ouch, danger. This doesn't feel good. Dad doesn't love me. You know, it's, so I think you, we've, We've, we've got to do a lot of that work, that internally focused work to see our wounds, see our, our, the, 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 the old patterns, the old defense mechanisms. We've got to learn to recognize yeah. those because if we don't, then we live eternally you know, projecting all of that out on my partner. And I'm constantly playing the victim. That's what, you know, when I hear, I mean, there's a lot of layers to this, but basically what I'm hearing is, and what has been my experience is I'm the victim here. Screw your upset. Sure. I'm the one that should be pissed off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not you right now. It's it's not about you, but then it's about me. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I would, and I would get that feedback a lot in the past, you know, even from my, my wife, you know, stop making this about you. I'm like, what the uh, fuck are you talking about? But this is about me. I'm pissed off. This hurts me. Shalina you is know? in the background. She's just cheering. She's just cheering yeah. her life up. It's the same <laughs> with us. It's the same with us. And it's yeah. like, I really love that you share so openly and raw and vulnerable uh-huh. about this because mm-hmm. like, I think it makes us, for me as a man, it also just shows, mm-hmm. hey, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just yeah. on the kind of like journey to figure things out and to learn and to just reprogram things. And that yeah. brings me actually to the to a question which I would love to ask you, like especially working with men. 
What could you see? Because I remember watching one of your stories and you were talking about, we are living so much up here that mm. we are totally disconnected from here. Mm. So mm. would you say that this is the main thing you could observe throughout working with man, that there's this disconnection with the heart? Or is there something else you would prioritize as the first thing that mostly shows up when you actually work with man? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it's hard to generalize, Definitely. you know, what are the, what are the, to, or to whittle everything down to try to one core thing. But I would say that, you know, in many ways, that's the human condition. We're being disconnected from our, from ourself, ourselves, you know, but, and, and what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I would definitely look, you know, I, early in my relationship with Sylvie, I, when I met her, you know, Renee, I was already like world renowned for my writing on relationships, my coaching, coaching couples, all this. Like I was a fucking relationship rock star, man. I was like, I knew I was the guy I was. A, and then I met her and I was, a, I, again, all my shit came up uh, and <laughs> like all my, <laughs> all my unskillfulness and all of my but I had knowledge. I had a lot of information. I knew all the things, but I, you know, and, and I remember writing about this early in our relationship and she broke up with me four or five months into our relationship because I, I was hitting some walls and I didn't have, I wasn't in a men's group at that time. I wasn't working. I wasn't getting good therapeutic or coaching support at that time. I had a coach, but she also didn't really know how to hold relational she hadn't done her work in relationship. So how's she going to hold me and doing my work? Anyway, it was just, it was a disaster waiting to happen because I had all this information, but I really was still lacking practice of, mm. of, of breathing through my own discomforts in the moment, breathing through all of my, you know, my head screaming out my victimhood. <laughs> I, I feel ah, lack of, you know, I, I lacked practice at just breathing and dropping into my body, being mindful of my posture. How am I holding my, how am I holding my body in such a way that will help Sylvie feel safer? For example, what tone of voice am I using that will communicate safety to her, et cetera. Like I just, I lacked practice in that because I'd been single for six years. I didn't have to practice those things. I could just I could just learn about them and practice them at workshops for a weekend, but then never have to really apply them when I'm fucking tired at the end of a long day of work, or I'm just don't want to do relationship. If I don't want to do relationship as a single man, I don't fucking have to, but I don't, that I don't, I don't have that choice when I'm married to my wife. And, you know, I mean, obviously we can, you know, and we regularly do her and I, we regularly will say, you know what? I need some alone time. I need some, or transition time. I can't be present with you right now. I'm just, I'm going to be angry. I've said those words. I say, babe, if I try to do, if I try to really be with you right now, I'm going to be fucking angry. So I need, I need some time, a couple hours, whatever, you know, or we'll, we might even sleep apart for a night. It has nothing to do with her and I, it's just a recognition that like I'm flooded, I'm full. I need to, or whatever. I need to go take care of myself and she can't be a part of that. Um, but again, I, I didn't have any practice doing that as a single man. And I never even knew that I had permission to do those kinds of things. I think a lot of men think we either have to show up fully. Well, and that's it. We have to show up fully. You know, manning up means I have to be on 100% of the time. Yeah. And, and that's just a myth. 
That's impossible. It's not, uh, not it's not possible at all. It's not possible it at all. Out, and, like at one point you just get from a place like like I just want to just drop in here yeah. because we were talking about this even in the retreat. And you know, it's just like I really resonate with you because I've been also single for four years. You know, I was going through my own journey. I was I was working through all the layers of limitations and I learned all the things yeah. like I, I intellectualized uh -huh. everything, but I never had an experience yeah. until I met yeah, yeah. My, 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 yeah. my, my beloved. And, uh -huh. and the funny thing is what, what a good friend of mine, um, Damrash, who, who hold the retreat, which was make love a priority. The beautiful thing, what he was saying is like, most of the time we give from an empty cup. So many people, they give from an empty cup because yeah. we actually don't know ourselves. So we, we, we just give from an empty cup over and over again. And that at one point creates resentment. So how can we fill up our cup yeah. that kind of like overflows and that then flows yeah. into our partner from a more loving kind of like yeah. source than actually from a source of like, oh, like I'm just tired. But as a man, especially like, oh, but I have to show up because I am the man. Like I have to be there all the time. I have mm -hmm. to do things all the time. Like, almost like babysitting yeah. like like as if as if you really have to do all those tasks you know and well well i think it speaks to i think it speaks to the heart of 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 men and that we do recognize that 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 an essential aspect of our manhood is taking responsibility Definitely. it is showing up it is it is taking responsibility and being present for the needs of the moment and the needs of the relationship i mean that's relationship doesn't work. The world doesn't work. If we don't show up and take responsibility, I mean, look into the world. There's plenty of men not taking responsibility for the whole. They're just taking responsibility for their own bank accounts or for their own so-called freedom. And, and, and yeah, the world falls apart when we live there, our relationships fall apart, but we get caught in this damned. If I do damned, if I don't dynamic where, Okay, if I show up all the fucking time, then that means I lose who I am. I just become, you know, the 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 slave of my partner's whims and desires and drives and wants. I have no life or identity of my own. Well, that's that's a bullshit deal. But if I so the alternative is just completely not choose this at all, but now I'm just going to be alone and miserable and and free, but life sucks. What's the point of it all? You know, so we we get caught in this dynamic, this damned if I do, damned if I don't dynamic i hear this all the time and men i mean men feel utterly trapped in relationships because we on some level we deeply feel called to intimacy to relationship yeah but once we get in there we tend to feel deeply um incompetent mm. at how to actually do this in a way that creates harmony and and that that maintains the flow of of love connection between us you know, how do we do that? It, it, it's very paradoxical. Yeah. And yet learning to live this paradox is exactly what I think is one of the greatest adventures we men can embark upon in our lives. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love that you bring this up right now because it was a funny, there was a funny, like there was a moment, I think one and a half weeks ago where I was like, wow, this woman, like my woman, she's the craziest adventure I've ever been. And mm. like, 
when I look at it, for sure, there were moments where I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to go this way. Like, I don't know what's coming there. I, it's the unknown. Like, I can't plan. Mm-hmm. My mind doesn't have a plan. It doesn't have a structure yeah. and I don't know the outcome. Yeah. But there's somehow something inside of me, which was like, kind of like, it feels drawn to. Like, I love how you always uh, like yeah. learn to love the mis- the mystery, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's like yeah. really to move from trying to understand, like in my, like, I think I'm talking to for all the men right now, trying instead of trying to understand the woman, like mm. it turns more into like, okay, how can I actually love her? Not trying to yeah. understand it with my, yeah. my, my masculine mind, like how, yeah. Can actually, yeah. you know, kind of like lean more into this. Yeah. I just know and, I was and, struggling with that so much. Yeah. Well, same. I mean, I'm, I'm very intellectual. I'm, I'm very, very educated man. I have a master's degree in human relations and you know two moms three sisters like i know how to do relationship with women and so here i am doing relationship with a woman and i'm wondering why the hell doesn't she know how to do relationship i because i know how why doesn't she know how that is the story i'm living in what's wrong with her that she doesn't just know how easy this should be just do it my way was really what i was saying do it the way i say we're supposed to do it and everything will be fine it's it's a it's a it's a it's, it's an insanity it's a delusion yeah and and you know I, i'm i'm fortunate in a way that i think a lot of younger men may struggle a bit more because throughout my 20s and 30s i had a very externally adventurous life again i met sylvie my wife am i at 41 now i know you're 30 so this isn't it's not an age thing but it is a mindset thing it is an awareness thing when i when i met sylvie and i think for a man to really fully show up and continue to show up for relationship. He has to come to the, the understanding, the awareness that there's no such thing as a better woman out there. There's no such thing as a better place out there. You know, the, the external, like in a way he's, he understands that there's no external thing that's going to make me any happier than I have the capacity to be right now. With what, even though, you know, what, what, whatever, whatever's happening doesn't mean we shouldn't strive. Doesn't mean we should just stay in the relationship we're in or stay in the job or, or not move to another city or not choose another woman. Perhaps it doesn't mean those things, but I, I, I think in my case, you know, through my twenties and thirties, man, I lived in a lot of countries. I traveled, I had many girlfriends. I, when I met Sylvie, I was at the point where I, was, I really, really got through experience that, okay, there is no external adventure anymore Mm -hmm. that is going to be more liberating, let's say, Mm -hmm. than the internal adventure, that intimacy with one other human being. In my case, like I, I personally, polyamory, multiple partners, it doesn't work for me. It does not, I don't, I don't feel called to it. Uh, It just doesn't work for me. Um, You know, I can find the entire universe in one woman. My wife is the ultimate adventure. She is everything. And, you know, she is all that there is. I mean, if I, if I can't find my way to, to internal freedom and, and, and liberation and, um, you know, happiness is a tricky word, but contentment, let's I know, say. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Married to Sylvie Kukasian, then I ain't going to find it anywhere. So 
again, it doesn't mean that I should stay in this relationship forever. I mean, who knows what 10, what was, what'll be 10 years from now or five, but you know, I'm all in on this relationship, you know, to me that like manning up for me means I am taking full fucking responsibility for my choosing this experience. And it ain't easy on many days, but it's not her fault. Yeah. It's not her fault that it ain't easy. It's because I'm running into stuff that is still to be metabolized, you know, old wounds, fears, insecurities, you know, stressful mindsets, all kinds of stuff that I'm still metabolizing. That it. It's that, that, that's the only thing that's ever in the way anymore. And look, sometimes I also have to communicate to Sylvie that she's not being skillful right now. And what she's doing isn't helpful and cut yeah. that shit out. <laughs> you know, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's not okay. The way you're talking to me right now, not okay. You know, cause she's, she's the same. I mean, she also is stuff's coming up and I mean, that's the dance. Oh, I love it. I love what you just said. And I think I can definitely resonate with when I look back before I went on my spiritual journey, the internal journey to really, you know, kind of like discover who I truly am. Like I, I remember being in a relationship and it was always like this thought of like, oh, maybe there's more, maybe there's more. It was like this external kind of like, I was always looking on, on the external, on the outside, that there must be something more. But then, like you said, you know, when you, when you reach that point where your focus turns more inward, there's this shift happening somehow where you start question, like you start questioning specific things in your life. And then I think it brings up this curiosity, like what is life about in general? I think that's what a lot of people ask themselves, but then also like, okay, like what kind of relationship do I want to step into? And also like how you said, the commitment. I think this is, this is such a big thing. I think especially in our nowadays society where everything is so fast and we just date and then we just yeah. like, Oh, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fit my needs. It's not what I need or what I want. And then it's this, it's this, this, this fast switch to, to the next partner, to the next partner, to the next partner. And I think I would love to ask you right now, because you were talking about, you know, man, like, and then bringing their focus inward and then the commitment, like, how, how do you know, like, like, and maybe do you even know, but what was it for you when, when you met Sylvie that, you know, that you knew, like, I want to commit to this woman. What mm. was it for you that it somehow deep within you just like, okay, this is it. Like, this is, this is something I really want to give my heart to. It's a great question. I I've, as I said, I've, I've since, you know, since early days, I've always felt drawn to committed relationship with one woman. That's just been a deep, deep dream of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and despite many disasters throughout my 20s and 30s, I, I still held to that dream. That was still my deepest desire. And I met many amazing women along the way. And, and uh, you know, I was, I just always had this, there's just always this little voice inside of me, this little sort of just knowing like, eh, this just isn't, it's just, this isn't, it's not a, it's not a hell yes. A lot of times my, my head would make up stories about that woman or our situation or whatever, or whatever I, you know, and I also, you know, bring a little attachment theory into the conversation. I tend to have more avoidant 
mm-hmm. attachment tendencies, which, you know, tend to avoidant attachment tendencies tend to think that I, I don't have needs. I don't need anybody. I don't need relationship. I don't, you know, we tend to be very nitpicky of others faults as a, as a way of creating distance. (laughs) So, you know, so I certainly, certainly engaged in that practice over the years, but I think also it spoke to just a deeper knowing that I wasn't ready. I just, there was a lot of cooking that I still needed to do in many ways. I think I have such a great appreciation for timing. I think Jeff Brown, author Jeff Brown says, I think it was him that said this, that the, the right person at the wrong time is the wrong person. And I just, I've spent my twenties and thirties just trying to figure out who the fuck I am in a meaningful way. You know, where is my center? A lot of my challenges in my twenties and thirties was I didn't know, I couldn't touch my own center. Like I didn't know where my own backbone as a man was. I don't know who I am. How am I going to show up for a woman when I feel like jello in my identity? Mm. And a lot of women were very angry with me because they also, I I was, you know, that wishy, I was a wishy-washy guy not because I'm wishy-washy, but because I just, I, I, you know, again, Brene, we go a lot of layers here with this, but bottom line is I just, the timing was off for me. I didn't, I didn't know who I, who am I supposed to be in this world? And, and, you know, my late thirties, 40, 41, man, I was, I was finding my solidity. Mm. I really was coming into my own as a man like oh, okay i know who i am i okay here's where i you know i know i know what my boundaries are i know who, who i how i know how to hold my ground etc i just know my values i know what i'm here to say in the world i know what i stand for all that and then i met sylvie and um at 41 and and i think you know i think my 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 body and being knew what was happening sooner than my brain did mm. took my brain a number of months to catch up to what was going on. And I remember she even asked me a question, probably partly why she broke up with me. Uh, she asked me a question, maybe again, three, four months into our relationship. And she said, um, we were sitting down to dinner on a, on a date one night. And she said, uh, so do you, do you see us? Like, do you see this really last enduring into the future? Do you really see a future with us? Again, my whole being was like, yeah, absolutely. I, this is a no-brainer. But my head was so confused and I'm running into my limitations, my walls, my holy shits, my, oh my God, my avoidance stuff, all of it, you know, all of my freaking, my, my anxiety, all, everything's arising. And I just said, I think so. Oh, wow. <laughs> wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> and, 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 and by wrong answer, I just mean not a reassuring answer. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay that I was confused. It's okay that stuff was coming up, but I had no idea how to speak to that in a way that would still help her because she had her own anxieties and fears, her own attachment tendencies that were sort of like, you know, just ready to run at a moment's notice. And so, you know, but here's something really fascinating, actually, that we, that I really, that, that early when we started doing therapy, after we got back together, our therapist made this, gave us this revelation, which was mind blowing to me, was that we, all of our stuff was coming up, not because the relationship was necessarily the wrong relationship, 
or because we didn't feel safe with each other, but actually all of our stuff was coming up because we actually did feel safe with each other. Mm, wow. We felt a safety with each other that actually allowed certain internal barriers that had been up in other relationships to finally come down. But you know, what's behind those internal barriers is some, some dragons and demons that we've been I know exactly. keeping at bay for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. But, but I think that's the key. There was a deep, deep safety. Wow. Cause I've had relationships where all kinds of demons and all kinds of shit came up, but I, but I never felt safe. Yeah. That's a funny never. thing. Wow. That's wow. Like, like it's a funny thing because I, I can only imagine how you felt when your therapist was telling you that, because that's how I feel right now. Because also in our relationship, I remember like so much shit came up. I'm really honest. Like so much shit, like from my mother and my father and this and this, yeah. and this and this. And you saying this right now, it's just kind of like settling down, like, or calming down my mind a little bit. To just to just tell my mind right now like yeah. yeah like it makes a lot of sense because i actually felt yeah. for the first time in my life safe to to lean into this and to actually heal whatever there was heal or dissolve or however you want to call it like to actually lean yeah. into all of that stuff wow that's fucking powerful wow this is really wow yeah. wow like yeah like i actually know how you felt when you when you received that insight so so what comes up to me right now is because I can imagine like, and also what I see through the work I do, like also with men, with some of the men I'm coaching, like I can really feel like there are really men out there who are really willing to change something in their life. They're really willing to just man up, like in a way of like, not the typical, like, oh, more money, more sex, more yeah. women. No, no, no. Like who yeah. are really willing to find their center. And this, when you said that, yeah. This resonated so much with me because when I look back at my journey, I found my center and that's what actually made it allowed me, like you said, to even enter like an authentic relationship, a conscious relationship where I'm really willing to, to rise into love instead of just falling yeah. into love. And then like this typical, what we normally experience in our early, in our early twenties or thirties. Yeah. So what is your experience with men when they come to you and, and there is this, you can feel that they're on this search, like to kind of like find their center. Like, mm. yeah. Well, you know, I'm watching this show Sopranos right now, famous show Sopranos, you know, it's 20 years old, mm -hmm. but it's just as relevant today. It's a bunch of, you know, mafia guys who are, who are Kings of their little world. Their, their little New Jersey world. Yeah. And this is an example though, of men whose center who have a clear center, but it's a false center in that it's, it's usually money and power. That's really it actually, you know, money and power, the ability to give, get, they're constantly giving gifts to everybody, like showing off their wealth and their, their, their money, but they're so fragile Internally, their fragility, their masculinity, their sent their identity is so so fragile that anything that threatens to take money from them or power away from them, they will use violence to prevent it. That's not a sign of strength. That's a sign of profound fragility. And even so much, you know, even they talk so much about loyalty 
in this mafia family. They are such backstabbers of each other, given the chance to save their own ass yeah. or to save respect or face. They're, they constantly lie. They constantly are um, posturing in these false strength positions. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of men today, it's like, you know, I grew, grew up and I think there's this, I think these values are still out there. This sort of polarized values of, of what a man is. He's either the, the domineering, conquering, womanizing, you know, boardroom, owning mega billionaire guy, or just mega wealthy. He's client, you know, he's either that guy or he's the weak, impotent, pussy nice guy yeah that just nobody respects and like so the, like these are the two choices we have and i think all of us on some level know that that's a false choice yeah so i think at best men feel paralyzed not knowing like how the hell do i be in my power without being that you know overbearing tyrannical asshole but and but how and how do i be thoughtful and emotional and sensitive yeah without being the pushover weakling that nobody respects so i think this is certainly was my my story is like i just felt paralyzed and i think you know one of the great one of the most exciting things that i think i get to do in in men's work and maybe you, you i'm sure you get to experience this as well and is helping men step into their fucking power, you know, grab their balls, use their brains yeah. while also breathing into their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a, an incredible conversation and exploration to be in as a man, because that, that I believe is the is the sexiest man alive, the man who 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 can who can firmly hold his balls in his hand and and you know and 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 you know roar from his power, <clears throat> but in a way that doesn't just terrify the jungle, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't you know wow. send all of the you know the 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 baby deer running for cover, <laughs> but but that that communicates actually safety to the world around him that communicates you're safe with me. You're I, because I love you. I, and, and I don't love you in a self-serving kind of, I love you so long as you give me what I want, but I'm here to serve with my gifts, whatever those may be. And so it's, you know, it's like that we, we do a lot of masculine archetype work. It's the merging of the warrior and the lover rather than choosing only warrior or only lover. Yeah. It's it's the merging of the lover and the warrior archetype where I think, uh, man, it's such a beautiful place to be for a man. It's so exquisite for a man yeah. to, to, to learn how to dance in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. It's just it just lights up my heart. But just you talking about this and and I I've done men's retreats before and, and I just it's just so fucking empowering to mm -hmm. really see man like for myself but also see man like stepping into their power and like you said like it's 
yeah, like you said, we have those two archetypes normally. Like you're either this or you're either this. Mm -hmm. you're, you're the one who's kind of like owning it all or you're the one who's kind of like told you, you you're a pussy. And, mm -hmm. and I just know that I was struggling so much back into, the, into my day because I was never really this one. You know, I was never really like thriving, but I also was not really like all the way down there. So I, I never knew where yeah. to place myself. And I think that's why the, the work you do and, and the work I do and, and, and so many other men out there to really support men on the journey is so important right now because what I can see so much out there is that there's so many men lost. They just don't know how. They just don't know how. They're just like they're just walking in the dark, like like looking for tools, like looking for other yeah. men, like to guide them. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. I think this is like this is what's so important. And I was reading this in your book, like like choose her every day. And we were talking about this before. Um, how fucking important it is. You were talking about the elderly, how it was normally back in the days in a village where mm. all the people were talking. There was an elder person, a man who initiated you into manhood mm -hmm. and then who actually you could learn from different tools to become transition from a boy into a man you know what i mean yeah and and i think this is something so important that's why man work or man circles or going into man's retreat is is so healing and so powerful because we move from this competitiveness into brotherhood and that just empowers yeah. like man each other like to to yeah, step yeah. up and also to take responsibility to not just get away with everything we do because i think i just know that i was doing oh i'm, I'm just like it's okay like you know just brush it off no no no. let's start to take full responsibility yeah. for every actions we do no matter if it's in our relationship or whatever it is yeah, or, yeah. yeah. wow wow yeah and, and we need we need other men to do this work because what, what happens when we don't really do this work with other men then we take this into our intimate relationships and we, and we unconsciously use our intimate partners as our, our sparring partners mm. or our, we use that as our, you know, as our sort of uh, substitute men's group mm. as our substitute brotherhood. We try to make our, our, let's just, we'll just say our woman in this case, you know, and heterosexually speaking, you know, we, we try to make our woman into our, into our, <laughs> our men's work partner. Yeah. That shit don't work. That's no, not the role she wants to play. Yeah. Or even, 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 even if we're, we're, even if a man's dating another man, I mean, your, your intimate partner is not supposed to be your men's work partner. Definitely. That's a different container. We do different work in that container. We, we do, it's entirely different conversation. So, so I just know that there are still so many men out there who I think sometimes when I, when I, some of my clients, I remember when they always started like when opening up, they were always like, oh, oh it was so hard for me to reach out or to ask for help because also of this mm -hmm. conditioning of like, oh, we should not ask for help, right? What would you, what advice would you give people out there and especially men out there who are right now really willing, they can feel that something inside of them wants to become awakened. Like, what would you, what advice would you give them? Well, you know, I'm very careful about giving advice. Um, I generally don't do it. What I will, what I will say is that in my experience, men, we, we tend to, do our so-called transformational work when life gives us no choice. And that usually looks like hitting a bottom of some sort or another. That certainly was, 
look, I've been lifelong committed to personal growth work. I mean, in my, in my teens, I was trying to develop my psychic powers wearing aura goggles and, you know, trying to guess what my friend, what fruit my friend was thinking about, like trying to develop my powers, you know, 30 years ago in my twenties that turned more into kind of Tony Robbins and, you know, personal power. And in my thirties, then it became more kind of David data relational kind of work. And now it's men's work. So, but still, I had to have my ass handed to me. I had to either, you know, my girlfriend had to break up with me or um, I had to run out of all my money. Uh, You know, some major crisis usually precipitated me really doing the real work. And, um, you know, it's my hope that that men listening to this, uh, look, I also came of age when, when there was no YouTube, there were no podcasts. Yeah, 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 there was no Facebook. I didn't know people were doing this. You know, I had to go to the bookstore and or someone had to, you know, I had to chance upon Tony Robbins uh, Unleash Your Person Unleash Your Power book 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to even have an inkling that this existed. So I think men have a great advantage today in that we can just be watching videos, podcasts, you know, just kind of live in this inquiry more readily, but there is no substitute to having personal support to having to having a guide to having other men to bounce things off of but not just your not just your bar buddy Mm. or your foot fantasy football buddy nothing wrong with that stuff but we we don't learn how to become men from from adolescent boys we need to partner with to learn from to study with i mean I, i me i myself included i mean i i I feel very, you know, connected to my, my manhood. I feel very healthy in my, where I'm at in my life. And, and I'm, I'm also myself right now in conversations with a man who's in his sixties and seventies for mentoring. I, I need a wise elder man myself. I looked, I personally looked for it in, in, in the therapeutic context, couldn't find it. So I'm, I've just like, you know, looking my, I love my fathers. I've got three of them. I don't really trust any of them for mentoring. Um, so mm. we all need that. We need this. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm committed to thriving in my life, not mm. just surviving. And any man listening to this is you, you probably got surviving figured out, but if you want to thrive in your life, well, we, we don't do that by ourselves. We do that in community. We do that in thriving happens in, in the village. Even monasteries have lots of monks in them to create a village you know, even monasteries, the places that men go to be alone, we're still not fucking alone. We still have other <laughs> people <laughs> to do life with. So, you know, my, my invitation is to, my challenge to you is to, is to um, seek out the men that you, that you feel deeply you are inspired by. Mm. You know, my best business plan was never to write an actual business plan, Renee. My, my best business plan was to always just put myself in the room with people who inspire me, period. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Keep putting myself in the same room with people who inspire me. To this day, I, I still do, I engage that practice because that is how I, my life continues to just thrive and, 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 and grow and develop and all that. Like, I love so that. may that, may that, feedback serve I, I love it i love it and i think also that's why i i ask you 
to jump on this because I remember maybe two weeks ago when I reached out to you, even on Instagram, I had a fight with mm -hmm. my girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. And I reached mm -hmm. out to you to get some advice. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing, like, before I actually reached out to you, I was thinking about calling my dad, thinking about mm -hmm. calling my friends. Mm -hmm. But there was this moment where I was reflecting, what kind of relationship do I want? And I'm not, I'm not saying that my dad has, doesn't have a good relationship or my friends doesn't have a, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not the one who can judge that. Mm. But yeah, I was just looking, like I was really going inward for myself and I was like, what kind of relationship do I really want to? Like, what kind of, where, where do I want to get my advice from? And then you popped up into my head, like as someone I'm looking up to, like, you know, who's having a thriving relationship, an honest, raw, vulnerable relationship, like mm. to really thrive together. And I think that was also like a really beautiful shift for me to actually, okay, where do I want to go in my life? Yeah. And who are the people who are already there or close to where I want to be or having walking the same direction? And then to get in touch with them, to have the courage to reach out to them, to have a conversation or just to read books, to read your book or other books, yeah. whatever it is. And I think... There it comes into our beautiful technological kind of like, you know, we have all the resources to really, really set up the direction we want to go. And then to step out, out of like to step over our own ego to think we already know everything, you know, especially yeah, as a man. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. to pop some of the shit we've learned to then actually unlearn and then to just repattern whatever yeah. it is we want to kind of like thrive in. So yeah, I think that was yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're we're we the men of our generation. Again, I, I have great empathy for my fathers and what they yeah, went through, what they didn't get from their fathers. Yeah, um, I have great empathy for them, and I also have a lot of anger, and I have a and I and I have also discernment. I know that the the men I look the men who are you know the generation before me, they don't have a lot of wisdom to offer me. Not yeah. that I, not that will serve my life. Yeah. In fact, the wisdom they would offer me would probably create situations that I don't want to be experiencing. Yeah. So, you know, in many ways, like our generation, I think we're, 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 we're learning to be the fathers we never had. We're yeah. learning to reparent ourselves. Yeah. And it's sad. And I have a lot of sadness around that, but what else is there to do, but do this work. And I, I, I am such a, I'm, I am such a strong proponent of men doing men's work with other men. It's great to work with women too. Sure. Work with women. There's a lot we can learn from women. I've had amazing women teachers over the years, but nothing replaces working with other men and being in learning how to do conflict well with other men, um, learning how to be vulnerable with yeah. other men, uh, to feel safe, to learning, ultimately learning how to trust other yeah. men because i because of my fathers i didn't trust other men because of the military i didn't trust other men because of sports i learned i can't trust other men yeah but it's in these kinds of conversations where i said it at the beginning of our of our of this episode renee that i think these are the most important conversations we men can be having just real honest vulnerable respectful conversations you know yeah. this we're healing the world in a, in a in just this is part of the world's healing right here. We're shifting. Like we're, in my opinion, we're shifting through, like we're shifting generations of 
the way it has been passed on and passed on and by doing the work i believe like the generations then after us which we give to our kids like it's going to it's go it, it can change the world and and i think and that's why this work is so important too you know and yes and to men listening man fucking jump on the bandwagon get into the conversation yeah. you know just step in whatever that looks like yeah. get in the conversation mm. you don't the, the best part about this conversation is not only do we not have to lose ourselves or give up our sovereignty or or become you know weak quite the opposite man i personally have become far more ferocious and fierce yeah but lovingly so nobody walks on me man i'll fucking i will kill a person who is coming at me with there was a there was a day in my life when i believed myself incapable of killing someone like i was even in the military i was so pacifist because i was so paralyzed yeah so disconnected from my own masculinity and my you know my own heart my own being and i don't have that i don't ever want to face that situation but i think you know there it's been said that the the most dangerous or the most the safest man isn't a man who isn't dangerous it's a man who knows he is dangerous but knows how to contain his violence who knows how to use that violence in service yeah. of we'll just say love of the community of the whole yeah. Yeah. wow like as a last as a last question because i know you're going to start a man's course right like uh yes how long is it 12 months well i yeah well i'm we're this will be our second we're we're right now rounding the end of it's called elevate 2022 and we just we're completing Elevate 2021 this year is a 12 month journey of uh, 12 men uh, where we, we, we meet in person for five for a five day retreat in a beautiful nature location. We meet multiple times every month. We communicate by video like it's a it's a very high touch point uh, experience for men to basically go through an entire year together and experience life together and and be challenged and supported witnessed mm. and to, to, to learn how to witness each other as well. It's, it's a, it's a really profound journey for men to, to step into a brotherhood that, you know, a lot of men, you know, who, who've come into this program and just, you know, a lot of men will talk about having friends, having even best friends, but they don't have real conversations. Mm. Mm. Certainly not frequently. Yeah. If they ever do at all. And this is a, a container within which with, with alongside 12 men, we, we go, we go there, you know, we explore all the questions of what does it mean to be a man? What did we learn from our fathers that we, that, that we value? What do we, what did we learn from, from our fathers that we don't want to continue through our lives? You know, we explore these archetypes. We, and we, we learn how to, be vulnerable with each other, but we, and we learn how to do conflict with yeah. each other. We learn how to push into each other, how to, you know, we men, we need to tussle. We need to wrestle. Yeah, We, we need a feeling. We need a, yeah, I know. there's something about that. It, it actually, ironically, it teaches us that we can trust each other. When, when, if I can just push you over and you just fall over like a, like a leaf, I, I can't trust you in a way. It's a strange thing. It's like, I, I because 
if I need, if I need to go into battle, I need to know that you can stand your ground, that you won't just be pushed over by our mutual foe. So it's an, it's an interesting thing, but, but what we men need to learn how to do is how to do that conflict, that tussle in a way that maintains respect for each other in a way that helps us, you know, the, 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 the original reason for competition for sport was to help us sharpen our skills so that on the battlefield, we were more competent. You know, we've, we've turned competition itself into the war. Yeah. It's not, it's not what competition's for. Competition is so that we can sharpen our own skills. It's the, it's the reason professional sports teams play other professional sports teams and not high school teams. It'd be a slaughter. That's no fun for anybody. Yeah. No, Nobody gets awesome. better. Not at all. So, you know, that's what a, a good wow. men's group will invite that into the experience. And that's what we do in, in, in elevate 2022. And wow. And then I, I, if you're, yeah, I no, just no. want to, I'll just tell they can find that out uh, on my website, brianreeves.com. It's Brian with a Y reeves.com slash elevate. I will also, I will also like ta- um, tag all your links and everything, because I think this is really important. Thank you. Important. Like I can, I, I just wanted to add something to this. I was at a man's retreat for seven days only. Mm. And I have to say it changed my life mm. completely around. It was seven days with 21 men. We were in yeah. the jungle here in Bali. Like the, the whole hotel was just our place. We had a waterfall. We had everything. And we were diving really, really, really deep, like for seven yeah. days. And I can only imagine just doing this for 365 yeah. days and holding each other yeah. accountable and having this, this container. Yeah. Like, like if I had this experience already with seven days, I can't even imagine how it must be over a year. So everyone who is interested in that, like yeah. definitely check it out. And, and I can also like highly recommend Brian's book, Choose Her Every Day for everyone. Like who is in a relationship, but who is not even in a relationship. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all because I just know that I'm not a big reader. I'm really honest. I'm not a big reader. I'm more visual. I'm just watching mm-hmm. shit. I'm listening mm-hmm. to stuff. But like your book, like I, I remember, you know, my girlfriend, she was always like, yeah, you should, you should read Brian's book. Like you should. And one night <laughs> she fell asleep. One night she fell asleep and I, and I had it on my Kindle. So I, I went through it. I couldn't stop yeah. reading for two hours. And this is not uh, usual for wow. me. And it was interesting because there was this shift happening even for me to see my beloved as an expansion instead of a burden. It's just Mm -hmm. a little side note, but, but I can highly recommend to everyone who's listening right now, check out his book and it's just fucking mind blowing. And I just want to, I just want to say thank you for the work you put out there for being such a, I think I'm talking for man right now for all the brothers who are going to listen to this for being such a role model as a man, like where young men can look up to in a way to really have someone like have a direction in what kind of man, like, or what kind of aspect and traits do I want to have as a man? Because I think that's sometimes very blurred in our nowadays world. And to have you as a role, like I can definitely say you're a role model to me and I'm pretty sure you're a role model to other men too, to really yeah see you thriving and to see you being you as a man integrated but also like connected to your heart it's just very beautiful and very empowering and very inspiring so brian thank you for being you like i really appreciate your acknowledgement and um and i receive it and i do not take it lightly and uh you know i'm i'm also 
um, it's one of the things that I'm also just always mindful of is, is, you know, I, um, and I hope other men, you know, really get this through our conversation and, and, uh, and th all the work that I do and, and, and Renee, I, I trust that you'll also take this ethos into your, into your work as you, as you continue to step into being a leader yourself. And that's that I, I always allow myself to be human mm. and, mm. you know, kind of bring it back around to a theme, you know, no, no amount of knowledge or information is so important as, as, as learning how to just be in my heart. Mm. my wife doesn't give a shit what I know if I can't <laughs> just breathe into my heart and you know be present with her when she's hurting mm. and I can't do that often but I am daily in the practice of leaning in that direction mm. and finding my way into that place mm. And so, you know, our ancestors weren't taught how to do that. Our, our, our male lineage, they, they weren't taught how to do that. No. We, you and I, weren't taught how to do that. And yet that's exactly what modern relationship calls for. And I believe that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but it's not an easy thing. No. And so, you know, I appreciate, you know, Renee, your reflection that I am a, a role model and a, and a mentor to, to many and, and, uh, you know, I'm going to still be a messy human along the way. Yeah. Yeah. But this is also like, I think sometimes what we also have to learn, especially as men, I think, who are so, like, we are so competitive and goal-driven and outcome-driven. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be human and to sometimes surrender that. Sometimes we mess up. And sometimes we get it right, right. Yeah. But like, right. And this is the beautiful dance of life, right? This is like the expansion. This is the growth we we learn. We it's trial and error. We just lean into it. We lean out. Oh, okay, this works. This doesn't work. And that's, I think that's how we start to learn this to to dance this beautiful, this beautiful dance of life, of relationship, whatever it is. So indeed, yeah, indeed. Thank you so much, Brian, for, for being on this podcast. I know that this will inspire so many men and it will also give so many insights to women. And yeah, thank you for this amazing conversation. It was, it was really nice to catch up and to talk about this. And yeah, thank you so much, brother. Likewise. Thank you, Renee. And please give my love to your lovely lady, Charlena. I will. I will give you your beautiful, beloved wife. Also, my love. <laughs> See you, brother. I will do so. Thank you. All right, Renee.